0: the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you in association with Rebel, 442's official football retail partner.
1: Hello, welcome to this week's 442 Insider podcast. I'm publisher Andy Jackson. Joining me as always is editor Aidan Ormond. Good morning. And Full of cold, editor Aidan Ormond, who has been instructed to breathe, not in our direction. And <laughs> online editor, Rastafari, Kevin Ayres. Yeah, i um, bit what? lonely in here. After, his hat. Is his his is hat, he with- really. came <laughs> <laughs> Reminded me of being back in Birmingham in the 80s. Um, a bit lonely in the cupboard this week, isn't it? It right? is. So last
2: we're weeks. so used to the... Um, how many
1: guests do we have? The last week's full house. Cast of thousands
2: last week. The bare bones. I think we're going to have to do that again. Cast mm. thousands, yeah. More,
3: Good. more people.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, round twenty-seven. Let's uh, kick off with the review of the final round of the regular season. Uh, it kicked off on Thursday night with the been an Easter long weekend. Sydney FC, um, both sides, Brisbane and Sydney, needed a win to secure finals football. And gents, in the end, it was all a little bit too comfortable for Brisbane, wasn't it? I mean, Very comfortable. For all, the, yep. for all the billing, didn't really, um, didn't really turn up.
3: Mm. All or nothing. And they brought nothing, basically. Mm. Uh, No, it was very disappointing. And it's a shame as well, because you weren't going to see any more Del Piero until possibly the All-Stars game. Um, True. So, yeah, that was uh, sad to see. But, you know, Brisbane Roar, fair play to them. Uh, That's a, a good revival for them. Came from nothing, doing nothing at all under Rado. Mike Mulvey's put them into enough shape to at least get into the finals. I thought Sydney were in a terrible state earlier this season, but I still thought they would make the six. Uh, but no, Roar got in there before them.
1: I don't I mean, the architects of their own downfall, really. Sydney. I mean, the first two goals were yeah. were handed on a plate by basic errors. You know, Del Piero himself culpable for the first.
2: Yeah, I think it's been a it's been the story of the season, hasn't it? They they just uh, defensively, they just haven't been up to it, and uh, I think they deserve not to be in the finals.
1: Okay. Yeah. and uh, Kev lucas Neal absent again from this one, still with that persistent calf injury. Um, it turned out not to be the guest stint that everybody hoped for and certainly Sydney FC hoped for. No,
3: I mean, it was it was up there with Fred's guest stint for Wellington Phoenix, really, wasn't it? It was a couple of cameos, and that's pretty pretty much it. Um, whether or not he would have improved things, you would hope he would, but, you know, based on the, the couple of cameos he did have, there's no huge indication that he would have turned the season around for them, certainly. So what Uh, next
1: for for Lucas do we see? Do we see him being a a genuine option to stay here for next season?
3: I think under the circumstances he probably is. Um, You know, I think he will feel that he's got something to prove at Sydney, uh, certainly because, you know, I don't think anyone could say they've had their money's worth from him. Uh, But having said that, uh, I'm sure his agent, who we all know, could probably get him a very decent gig in the Middle East again. Uh, and uh, he may opt to uh, take the Petro dollars mm-hmm. uh, Although, although
2: the, 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 the the Qatar League and the UA League is coming to an end so that again there'll be an off season for him anyway so even either way he's not going to get any game time before the Socceroos play in June
3: No, no that's true but I mean I think that's probably going to be true many of the, the Socceroos unfortunately there's a lot of uh, did not plays in our rundown mm. of uh, overseas Aussies unfortunately um, but I think that's just the reality for when you've got an ageing Socceroos uh, squad list. They're not going to get necessarily get an awful lot of game time.
1: I mean, we, you know, the question would be though, is is the Middle East still an option? Because I mean, he's been released by his last two sides there. You know, I would um...
3: think it may it's not necessarily the easy option it was for him. You know, a couple of seasons ago, but I still think there's probably a club out there that would take him. At the end of the day, he's still Socceroos skipper, and that's a, a big tick on your CV. And it's, it's quite a uh, an appealing prospect, I think, for most clubs. If you need somebody there that's going to take command of a, a leaky defence, or just take charge of uh, an errant team, a guy who's skipper for his national team, which are ranked in the top fifty, uh, that's got to be a good signing, still, regardless of his age. Okay,
1: ADO, mm. just word on Brisbane. Um, yeah. You know, is this uh, is this enough to quell the the Malvi out? Brigade up there, I'm, I'm not
2: sure whether this Mulvey brigade was, was was too serious. I mean, anyway. oh no,
1: it exists on Twitter. There
2: was, no, yeah. there was a lot of feeling. Uh, I, I think those, it's unfair. I? I mean, he's only. I mean, look, I, I've met Ma- Mike Mulvey. I think he's a quite an impressive character. I think he's starting to build his team around his vision. Um, so I think that's definitely quelled whatever that was.
3: I think there's going to be a lot of egg with faces in regards to that, yeah, to I be mean, honest. Well, I think I can see what he's trying to do, and I can see the way he's going about it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the, uh, the crowd-pulling quick-fix-and-get-goals-get-wins uh, uh, method of, of changing things. It's a slow burn. It's a long-term plan. Uh, and I, th- I think there's a lot of potential there for him.
2: And I think losing partly was a key you know, for their season as well. So they've, I think they've struggled without him. But I think he's done really well.
1: And for all the uh, you know the, the problems that, that Brisbane have had this year, Bessart Barisha has just quietly gone about. I was so surprised how many uh, goals he got.
3: Me too. I mean, I only just realised a few weeks ago just how high up the table he was for yeah. the, end of the season and how many he's notched up. It's an astonishing effort. Uh, and, you know, fair play to him. He's one of the, the greatest goal scorers in A league history. Perhaps A league All-Stars. Yeah, possibly. Could be, yeah. could be.
1: OK, well, that, uh, that obviously propelled Brisbane into the finals. Sydney then had to sweat on the, on the two games that, that were to follow. Uh, Newcastle did them a favour by losing to Western Sydney on the Saturday, but as we'll talk about, it, it wasn't enough. But let's move our attention to Western Sydney-Newcastle uh, at Hunter Stadium on Saturday. And again, you know, with a, a team with their finals future... In the balance, helped by the fact that Sydney had lost the night before, this is one of those performances that the Jets will look at themselves and go, well, "What did we do there?"
2: Yeah, and look, we were training the day before. Was it the day before? It Keith? was. Yeah. And they were super sharp. They'd had that weekend off. They played an intra club game on the Thursday night, uh, the previous week, so they were rested. They looked. I mean, I, I thought they looked really sharp and really up for it.
3: Definitely, without a doubt.
2: Um, but uh, steamrolled,
1: massively depleted Western Sydney team as well. You know, yeah. if you're ever going to have the chance, yeah. that was it. And, yeah.
3: and, and the, you know, they didn't just lose; they lost three Uh It was interesting Zadkovic's comments as he mm. came off uh, at the half-time, saying that you know they, they played ugly football. Uh, Wanderers had played ugly football and just played it over the top off them and played the long uh, and to a certain extent, there was a little bit of that. But, I mean, it was classic Wanderers counter-attack. That's mm. uh, what they've been doing all season long. You know, they, they saw the moment, took it, and uh, made the most of it. Wanderers, a hey, Jets didn't. Uh, and, and Jets couldn't
2: pass their way through that wall of midfield. It's so well organised. So they did actually go long at times themselves, yeah. I think.
1: No, not for the first time. We've
2: no, had no, no. Season. And
1: yeah, who is was without sin cast the first stone,
3: mm. I'd <laughs> say. And
2: Heskey was uh, became very um, agitated. I thought, I thought Beecham and Topper was outstanding.
3: Heskey was in great danger getting himself sent yeah. off. The the, uh, the way he was reacting, he could see, he could
2: see the writing was on the wall. I think also just the emotion you get, that the feeling you get when you have got eight thousand fans behind you, and the whole stadium was literally watching them. It's it was quite remarkable.
3: Amazing atmosphere. It was a you know fantastic crowd to see at Newcastle Jets. I mean, they although that was a big crowd and a lot of that was made up from uh, a, away supporters joining them. They've had a good season, crowds wise. I mean, it's I think 11, they averaged
2: members, yeah it's great there. I think yeah. it was about
3: thirteen thousand they averaged all season. That's
2: yep. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's and the, I think really, we've got the one of the cheapest memberships as well. And considering um, you know
3: they, that's the third year in a row, third season in a row they've not made the finals to get, still maintain 13 uh, A tremendous effort from the club. And you know I think the supporters deserve more next season. Um, I thought there's been some interesting decisions, and uh, we're talking to uh, Gary mm. after training uh, last week about you know the players that he picked and uh, what he saw in them. Um, I think we'd probably it's fair to say we'd probably disagree with him on so, some of them, but yeah, he deals with them on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we would like to see more of Virgilly, Um mm. And uh, Goodwin as well mm. had uh, interrupted season, or uh, certainly an interrupted run in the first team in the season, but you would think you'd be trying to base a team around them. Yeah.
2: But I mean, Just touching on Goodwin, I thought you know, he didn't have the impact that that you would have expected in a game like that. And I think it just goes to show how tactically mature the the Wanderers are, that they're able to shut off these lines and play with such discipline. And, Mm -hmm. And that's what Dutchie wanted. He said before the game, we need to be disciplined and score the first goal. They were neither.
1: Well, it took five minutes before Mark Bridge came back to, uh, to hurt his former team. I knew one of them was going to do it, and I backed the wrong horse. Well, Hali- backed Haliti <laughs> to score. Well, Haliti Hali- set it up. I knew that one of them would,
3: would score the opening goal. I just knew it.
2: And I was willing, Dino, to score that one, actually, but <laughs> he, uh, missed I missed it again. I
3: think they just summed up Dino's Dummy. season perfectly. Dumbies. It was, you know. <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> but i got to say, just being there, it was, uh, you know, I've been on the steps at Southern Cross Station in Melbourne when Victory you have grand finals, and it's something special and this was this was probably the most special atmosphere in terms of the way it was first time ever in newcastle for the wanderers and the jets fans they just they loved the fact that they had this you could see that they were actually into it even though they were very quiet
1: and you know poppers uh Knack, if you like, of picking up players that other teams surplus to requirement. Of other teams no better uh, exemplifier than the, the, the final goal. You know, Rocky Visconti picked up mm, yeah. uh, during the season. So, you know, it's going well when well, a player like that comes off a bed, pretty much his first touch rifles it into the top corner.
3: Uh, what a goal it was! <laughs> I mean, jeez. I actually sat
2: behind that end at that at that point, and I saw the I saw it. And did you was, duck? It was just <laughs> outstanding. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he's actually won two grand finals in the last two seasons. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. You know, he could potentially yeah. win a third one now. Yeah. So uh, the moral of the story is if you want to win a grand final, get Rocky. <laughs> it's turning into
1: the uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic of the A League. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: but, but also, I mean, the pitch wasn't great, but it didn't matter to, to Wanderers. They were just so disciplined. And, um, and as a coach, Jackie, I mean, you, you look at the team's that each player understands what he has to do believes in the game plan and Newcastle really they just didn't have that belief and they didn't have a way of getting through that so they ended up with a few long balls oh the second half I think Taggart had a good chance and yeah he hit the the, the um yep. yep the post I think it was work but okay
1: yeah well Wanderers uh, obviously that that win secured the the premier's plate for them uh, in emphatic style they only needed a draw but that win uh, rendered the Mariners Melbourne Heart game, one of the few meaningless fixtures of this uh, final round. But the Mariners uh, put that behind themselves, scored, uh, scored two goals, 1-2-1. And, I mean, let's talk about Melbourne Heart first. It's just capped off a horrendous away season for them. Mm. You know, home form was, was good to, to very good. Away form was just shocking. Mm. Now, they weren't helped by a red card on 32 minutes to Gerhardt, not the first time. But
2: yeah. I, mean, I think John Oluisi's John reaction to the whole thing kind of summed it all up. It was just abject frustration at how the season's panned out and you know, obviously getting sent to the to the stands for whatever reason. It was Jared Gillett, so you've got to factor that in. <laughs> um, My mate. mate. Yeah, I don't know. He At times he seems a little bit too over the top with these sort of decisions. Play
3: on. Mm. Most important words,
2: always. Yeah. Uh, look, I wasn't there, so I, can't s- I don't know what John Alois said to him, but I think to send him to the stands. Uh, the
3: interesting thing was he apparently yeah, had his outburst, and then play resumed, everybody got on, and then at half-time the ref decided, no, actually, stuff you, you're off. And it was a very delayed reaction, which I don't think I've ever actually seen before. Uh, and it was one of the things that Alawisi got upset about. And I can understand that. If it's bad enough, then you make the decision and send him off there and then. You don't have a think about it and have a cup of tea at half time and then think, actually, unless, no. Unless,
1: it, unless he didn't hear it properly and the fourth official heard it and told the referee at half time. Yeah. That, that's the most likely. possible.
3: That's possible. Okay. Because
1: he didn't hear exactly what Aloisi said, but the fourth official did because he was a lot closer. Okay. And then the next chance he had to report it was at half time and said, look, there you go. That could be the.
3: I bet you were really good at shoots. You are the ref, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to like
1: that. Um, Daniel McBrilas. Finished off the season as he spent most of the season scoring. Uh, Mitchell Duke, who's chipped in, yeah. looks very promising. Yeah, for the Mariners,
2: one of the um, quickest strikers in the league at the moment.
1: He's Mitchell a big Duke.
3: boy as well, you know. Yeah. For for a big boy, he gets across the field quickly as well. Big unit.
1: Mm. Graham Arnold pointed to the fact that you know, on on statistically, they've had as good, if not better, season than last year when they won it. You know, they
3: got more points, scored more goals, scored more goals conceded fewer. Less,
1: you know, so I guess from from his perspective, you, you've just got to look at it and say, well, Western Sydney deserved mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just,
3: again, it's just testimony to how good the Wanderers have been this yeah. season. Oh, the other thing as well, going back to uh, crowd figures with uh, paying tribute to the Jets, Mariners as well, You know, uh, I tend to think of them as stereotypical crowd of 7,000 or so. 9,300, sixth largest in the, uh, in the A-League. For the, the catch on area I still think that's pretty good and they get yeah. a they get a bum rap. Uh, Led by the bearded mariner. <laughs> <laughs> <our
1: very own. laughs> we know who he is.
3: Yes. yes. And he is a philosopher. He is. Yes. You're just in code.
2: Uh, yeah, I thought he was the beard, he may have been telling me that he got the surprise of his life when he watched the b League on the weekend to see himself. <laughs> uh, we we have a we have a connection with the Beard Mariner, but we shouldn't really say. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Alright, Perth Glory. This was the late game on Saturday. Uh got what they needed, which was a point to take them into the finals, although they had a little bit of a scare conceding a, a last minute equalizer. Um but this concluded a, a spectacular transformation under Alistair Edwards mm. I?
2: just really happy for Adrian Zara as well to get that goal he's had a terrible two years with that famous injury against Muskie now gets a chance to play against Melbourne victory in a finals game and, and what a story that would be if he scored the winner um, or just
3: put one into the sidelines and knocked him off his Bunnings garden chair <laughs>
2: yeah um, and it was a, just a, a wonderful event wasn't it I mean this, the new stadium looks fantastic Let's, oh, well the new stand looks mm. fantastic uh, the pitchers in Gudnik, the the crowd were just great. It was just a great day for Perth football and uh, just about deserved to hang on in the end with Vuka making a, a terrific save. 16k. They've
3: that, 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 given away a lot. They gave, t- gave 10,000 away, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. even still, that's fantastic.
2: And that goes back to, that was that's the, the the glory days when they were in the NSL where there would be pulling crowds of right. fifteen, yeah. sixteen thousand 16,000 in the NSL.
3: They were the uh, benchmark and the they prototype
2: were. for the League. So I'm really hopeful that next season Perth can, can actually with this new stand now built, that they can actually can, can maintain a decent crowd level, you know, uh, you know, over and above the nine and eight thousands that they've been having.
3: I think with Ali Edwards in charge, then I think they've got a very good chance of it. And mm. it's interesting as well. He's apparently canvassing. He's looking for new uh, strikers and attack players, and he's canvassing opinion from all sources uh, to find these players. Androsinia, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he's looking for Australians, which mm. you know I'm really unhappy about. But Andresino, that we can probably arrange something in that score. New passports well, can be bought anywhere. He,
1: he wasn't with that. his challenges. This guy had to shuffle his pack with uh, Dean Heffernan playing up front or or in the number nine role. Yeah, the, explained it. But, but let's not forget how many goals
2: he scored as a left back. Oh, on yeah, the central hilarious. Coast. He, yeah, was, yeah. he was he
3: was
1: that goal scoring machine. So
3: yeah, um, it was an interesting, <laughs> interesting move. <laughs> yeah. Interesting move, nonetheless. Uh, but yes, he's he's trying to bring some Australians home uh, and looking for anybody that's interested in. Uh, returning back to the A-League from overseas so it's going to be interesting to see mm. what team Perth Glory bring into next season. Uh, I think it's going to be, look very different, I think it's going to play very differently from what we've been used to and I think uh, we could see the renaissance of the Perth Glory side that we've been waiting eight years for. We have said
2: that every year now for the last yeah, but, I this, but I, well, I, I think this. I agree, we Have actually.
3: I don't think we have. I think we've wanted to see it but we've never actually seen any signs of it actually happening. When uh, ian ferguson was appointed nobody expected anything from them he didn't deliver to be honest apart from managing to make it to the grand final uh, by default almost uh, and the previous managers before that was just an exercise in frustration uh, correct me if i'm wrong they could actually end up playing brisbane row in the grand final is that right <laughs> yeah i mean it's,
2: it's it's as remarkable as it seems yeah yeah, yeah. again again yeah, no, I agree. I think they're playing great football. I think Vukcevic is having a great season as well, playing a little bit more, playing out from the back, uh, and his save off Vidicic at the end, at the last kick of the game, was just
3: outstanding. Yeah, uh, to be honest though, I think if Perth Glory really were going to be final proper grand final contenders, they should have won this game. Uh, and Paula Ajob got them there. It's not going to it, that standard isn't going to get them any silverware this mm-hmm. season. But next season, I'm very hopeful for them. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what they do. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Uh, the final game of the regular season was Wellington Phoenix Melbourne victory uh, ding-dong battle over there uh, at Westpac Stadium Phoenix were trying to avoid the, uh, the wooden spoon although I talked about last week who cares um, Marco Rice nine minutes yeah. <laughs> to, to, to score against his former club <laughs> uh, the team that gave him his chance. And didn't he celebrate? There's just no sentiment in football these no, days, is no, there? No, like,
3: no. Yeah. Merciless.
1: Subdued celebration from him, though, showing a bit of respect. Mm. Uh, Marcus Flores, good to see him back on the, uh, on the score sheet uh, before Heisegams and Jeremy Brockin, Other players had a fantastic yeah. season. Uh, two goals in two minutes, cancelled that out before Archie Thompson. Who else? Mm. Saw the victory home, 3-2 win.
2: With a sort of a musky-esque... Free kick at the end. There, Muskie always had that quick free kick in his in his arsenal, and uh, they um, they exposed them again. Yeah, Passed the, his last game as well as a player, great lad, um, great contribution to New Zealand football.
3: Has he given up completely now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, retirement. Yeah, yeah thirty six oh, years of age, yeah. World
2: Cup keeper, um, famous save against Bahrain in that World Cup qualifier. So, uh, yeah, a great
1: lad and a, a lot of respect for him. Uh, so Phoenix, still no decision on. Coach for next year? I mean, there's there's no real rush now. Uh, The important thing is that they they take the time and get the right man. It won't be Chris Greenacre. He said that he won't be applying for it.
3: Yeah, I saw something uh, during the week that they're in the UK uh, next week, the week week after, uh, interviewing candidates over there. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who they come back with from that.
1: And fair play to Wellington Phoenix PR department for, oh. for one of the better April Fool's games. Lads, <laughs> <laughs> to much indignation on social media <laughs> that <laughs> Gareth Morgan had taken over as technical director of the club <laughs> and then resigned three hours later. <laughs> He's done what? <laughs> I mean, was, that the sa- was
2: that the same guy who put it out that uh, they were moving the camera?
3: They were really no, no, to Canberra? No, no, that was for football a... sake. Was that yeah, a real story? No, that couldn't no, have been. No, none of that was real.
2: And uh, I think if you go to the All Whites Facebook page, it, it, they've got a great sense of humour. Some very funny pictures if you go to that page. I just had a look now, earlier. Um, a bit of nudity involved. It's a, very, a bit Easy. of
1: a laugh. Steady. All right, so the final ladder. Looked like this. After everybody played 27 games, Western Sydney top and champions, or should I say premiers in the A-League parlance, but champions wherever we we're concerned. Uh, 57 points The Mariners 54 points And then a fairly chunky gap Back to Melbourne victory on 44 Adelaide on 41 Brisbane and Perth Glory Rounded out the final spots on 35 and 32 Glory pipping Sydney FC on goal difference Who was 7th Newcastle finished on 8th with 31 points And then 4 points further back Were Melbourne Heart And Wellington Phoenix With Phoenix picking up the wooden spoon On goal difference
2: and, Jagger, who do you think has the worst uh, defensive record in the league? Have a guess. Who would have thought this at the start of the season? 51 goals conceded. Sydney FC. Sydney FC. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Who would have
2: thought that? Yep. And what what would you have got for Wanderers at the start of the season if you were a betting man?
3: $26, apparently, they were paying.
2: To, the, to win the plate.
1: Let's do a quick, quick rundown. Scorecard for each A-League team out of 10. Well, no, let's do, let's do it back to school. A to E. A to E,
2: okay, yeah.
1: Western Sydney? A. A triple plus. A plus. A plus, A plus. A plus,
3: plus. Yeah. Mariners? Probably A.
1: No, B, surely. No, because they didn't win no, no,
3: no. Uh, no, I,
1: I'd, I'd say a, a again,
3: you know. And again, a lot of players win. in January. Yeah, but yeah, A is 100%. A triple plus is 100%. Yeah.
1: I'll
2: give him a B. Oh, okay, a B B+. Go on. Victory.
3: I would <sighs> probably say it's more disappointing than success, to be honest. So, although they're coming third, I'd be inclined to give them a C, to be honest. C?
2: Mr. Ayers. Tough marker. Yeah. B-. Minus, B-. B-, because they played great football, lost a lot of players to the national teams as well. Yeah, um, and for me the best game of the season was the 3-3 draw in Sydney so they've, they've done something beyond just being uh, a
1: top 6 team so mm. I'm giving them B minus.
3: long way off the top, the 13 points off the top No, I,
1: I think I'd give them a B I think they've been unlucky with injuries yeah. I think there was a big loss you know, yeah. they've lost players to injury throughout the season um, but also I think this was the sort of season that they had to have where Anne sort of started to impact the way he wanted them to play. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've used more players than anyone else. He's shuffled mm-hmm. his pack, he's got rid of players, he's brought players in. So I'd, I'd say if I was a victory fan, I'd be happy with that Third place.
2: Scored the most goals in the league on, on par with Central Coast. 48 goals they scored, although conceded more than double of what Central Coast conceded.
3: Yeah, uh, I think that's the story of the season, to be yeah. honest. Just the in right. defence. Adelaide United. Under the circumstances, given what they've gone through this season and what other clubs in the have also gone through in similar circumstances, I think that's a very good effort from them. I would say B plus for them, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I'd go B plus as well. I think given that they've they've got rid of a coach who was successful, brought in another coach who's kind of been successful ish ish, um, and losing key players at key times. Van Dyke, Mr. Uh, Kima? Yeah, B+.
3: Plus. I'm intrigued to, to find out what the big announcement is uh, today at half 12.
2: Uh, uh Apparently not. But if Damon Debon is there, then it's got to be something I, I, th- I think it must be a
3: sponsorship. Issue. Apparently the FFA thing might just be a bit of a red herring, but, uh, but it's also I would probably, imagine it's no, sponsorship. No, the,
1: the FFA thing is the finals, isn't it?
3: No, the, that was, was today. It? No, there's that a special today.
2: announcement today in Adelaide.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. aside from the yeah. finals, presser, yeah.
3: yeah, it's a major but announcement, whatever it is. I but think it's a be- new sponsor. I think it probably is a new sponsor, but uh, they seem to be making a bit of a song and dance about it more than you'd expect, and Volcanus isn't there.
1: Okay, Brisbane Raw. Two-time champions, last two seasons. Obviously, Ange leaving was always going to create an effect. Yeah, they've made the finals. They've
2: made the finals again.
3: Yeah, I mean... Third season in a row. First half of the season, E. Yeah. Second half of the season, A. Uh, So somewhere in between, maybe... C. C. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. C plus.
2: Okay. They're Uh, good at the right time. Oh first half of the season F for Fergie <laughs> A for Ali F Fergie. so <laughs> somewhere in between
3: yeah um, I've been inclined to say over the course of the season I think B's probably pretty good for them
2: can we add roller coaster into that yeah
1: yeah. yeah. All right, Sydney FC
2: <sighs> D
3: yeah I'd go with D as well I think uh, overall it's got to be D for disappointment uh, D for Del Piero. D for Del Piero. Uh, but no, they, they they should have done better. They should have done a lot better. They got off to a very slow start. Farina came in, turned things around for them, but not enough. And there's signs that they're slipping back into their old ways again.
1: OK, Newcastle?
3: D as well. Again,
2: D. A lot yeah. of potential. Yeah. But I think we said in the pre-season preview in the magazine that you know this is a team for the future, so... Um, yeah, we, but for we, this season, based on what we've seen, that's a failure.
3: Yeah, I think you know they started off so well, and they had such a good team to begin with, and then they got tinkered with, uh, and ultimately, you know, that might cost GVE his job uh, because I think they should have done better uh, with the team they had, with the potential they showed in the first few games, uh, and Emil Heskey there in the form of his life, or certainly of the last decade. Certainly, plus. the way they played
2: against Sydney in that second round game you look at them they, and you think this is a, this is a good win they should have been
3: bolted on for yeah. the finals uh, and to finish eighth is you know got to be disappointing for mm. them got to be disappointing Melbourne yeah. Hart
2: that's a failure for me he, you, I mean I saw them play in the first round and I looked at them and I thought yeah this is a, this is almost like a team that's not going to entertain but they're not going to lose too many games this is a failure for me. I'm going to have to say yeah, D minus.
3: It, it's bizarre because when they started that first game against Victory, they were so well drilled. I mean, they yeah. really were. They were on sh- uh, really they sharp. You can't play Victory every week. That's the problem. I know. With them. Yeah. I mean, the, but they never showed that sharpness from that mm. point on. Uh, and yeah, huge disappointment. E, uh, Major Phil. Four
1: teams do have to miss out on the finals every season.
3: So. Yeah, I, I mean it's not just a case of making the finals. Though I think it, it's it's what you showed during the course of the season, and to lose virtually every home away game. In fact, I think they did lose every away game, um, and really struggle when you're at home as well. Uh, again, in many of your games, uh, to go from being well drilled to being sli- to being uh, easy beats. Um, that's that's. That's not the mark of a great team. Mm. Only okay. scored
2: thirty goals as well. Yeah.
1: Mm. All right, Wellington Phoenix. <laughs> wow. Well. W for wooden A
2: Bit harsh, I think. Maybe a, I don't know. You lose your coach, but you you come back and play some decent football and show you have got a little bit of passion for the future. So I'll give it a D minus. I think they've shown enough since Ricky left to uh, suggest that they're on the right track.
3: I think it's E for uh, an exercise in not changing horses midway through the season, not changing your tactics, uh not trying to change the style of football you play. Uh and
2: interference from above in other words. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh if you want to do that, do it in the, the off season and then come back to it. Um given that, I still the thing that worries me about that table is it reminds me of the first two seasons of the League. New Zealand at the bottom. It's certainly the first season. New Zealand at the bottom, and a Melbourne team second bottom, worst team in Australia, uh, and it's a bit of a throwback to that. And you know, let's hope that's this is this is a blip. Uh, Melbourne Heart we need to get their act together.
1: Okay. And overall, the season so far?
2: Amazing season. I think it's been an amazing season. Uh, ratings are up. I think. Arguably, at times, Western Sydney have even taken it to another level in terms of the, the standard. Fans have been brilliant, as we've seen, uh, and the marquees have brought something new. So I think it's been the best so far. I think we've seen but we haven't best. finished it yet, yeah. but I think it's been the best. I think,
3: <clears throat> pardon me, I think we've seen a lot of great football from the top teams, and I think we've seen a lot of really bad football from the teams below, to be honest. Some of the worst football in the history of the A-League at times. It's a big call, kid.
1: That's a big call. God. Yeah. I mean,
3: did you
2: ever see the? Was it the New Zealand night? Was it New Zealand nights? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, jeez. They they were bad, but there was there's been some pretty shocking. Uh, I mean,
2: you take Malik Buari's Steve, Steve, McMahon, Julia,
3: <sighs> right?
2: Jardel. Uh Dicky Dosh. <laughs>
3: and they were much better they were much worse than the teams that were getting beaten 7-2, 7-1 7-0 as they were getting early in the season these were dismal efforts uh, that you know teams were putting up at the beginning of the season um, I, I think we shouldn't get blindsided by how good the top teams were and forget about how poor the the teams below. They might not have been the worst in the history of the A-League, but there was a huge golfing class at times. Uh, and I think that's a bit of a concern, to be honest. Uh, and it's interesting, in a salary-capped league, that this is happening. Uh, but it's undeniably there. And we have to have a look at why it happened and try and stop it happening again. I, mean, I, th-
2: I, I look at it more... Uh... In, as individual clubs, I think it was a very even league for the first half of the season. But you know, heart dropping off. There are reasons for that, and Wellington dropping off. I think there were reasons for that. I think overall, it's been a pretty even league at times. I don't
3: think it has, though. I mean, I, I think the the table tells its own story. You know, top two teams, three points separate them. Thirteen points between first and third. Yeah, that's well, a I'm... massive golf. Especially when the third team is Melbourne Victory. You know, that's a huge gulf. And twenty six points between first and fourth. A 16 points, rather. Uh, and then below that, yes, you've got a glut of equality, but it's it's not a, an equality that you should be aspiring to.
2: I mean, I look at that league as an eight-team league where Jets could have made the finals on the last day. Then I look at Hart and Phoenix yeah, as but having separate you're, issues. you
3: getting blindsided by the top six making the finals. If you make it the top four, the rest were nowhere near. They were never in competition, and they weren't from, the be- from pretty much... December, the rest of the league were just not in com- competition, and that's where the problem is. Mm. You know, I know they've all had their issues, but even still, there was a huge golfing class. And I, I, don't, I think, in many ways, yes, it was one of the best seasons we've had, but I wouldn't say it's the best for that reason. Uh, I think last year was probably a better season, in my opinion. Uh, but I did really enjoy seeing the top four teams. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, interesting. Yeah. Honestly, you know, they're five of half the teams changed their coach during the season, mm. yeah. and all five of those teams finished out of the top three.
2: Yeah, and all mm. clubs are now have local coaches. If you include Chris Greenacre, yep. every club has an Australian or local coach.
1: Well every Australian, oh, every teams Australian team is managed included, by a local. Yeah. Coach. yeah. I think that's the first time. Mm. Yeah. All right. That's it for a bumper part one. We'll be back in part two to have a look at some of the news headlines on our website
4: au. dot com. The April issue of 442 is on sale now, where we talk to the sharpshooters. Archie Thompson, Daniel McBreen and Spanish sensation Michu. We interview Vince Grella about retirement before he returns to Italy. Speaking of which, can Mario Balotelli help AC Milan back to the promised land? Plus, German great Michael Balak answers your questions. All this and plenty more in this month's 442. On sale at your local newsagent, at the App Store or on Zinio. You go to all the
0: trouble of finding the right car, so make sure you also choose the best finance provider too. No, they aren't all the same. Quite simply, you shouldn't look any further than Go Car Loans when it comes to car finance because, well, simply they focus on you. With Go Car Loans, you'll receive personal service tailored to your individual needs, with the focus being on getting exactly the right loan to suit your circumstances. So get the Go Car Loans team working for you today. You can apply online at gocarloans.com.au or call 1-300-884-075. Go Car Loans. They'll give you the green light the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider.
1: Hello, welcome back to this week's 442 Insider podcast. Well, let's just talk quickly and uh, pay our respects to uh, to Rod Allen, uh, media manager of uh, Western Sydney Wanderers and formerly of the FFA, uh, who died in a, a tragic accident in the... Uh, in the aftermath of uh, of Western Sydney's fantastic season you know it all ca- came as a shock to everyone um, in an accident at Cockatoo Island so our thoughts go out mm-hmm. to, uh, to to Rod's family and his wife and uh, really shocking news to uh, to happen over the weekend guys yeah,
2: yeah um, I'd only spoken to, to Rod maybe 24 hours earlier at the Newcastle game and was as always helpful um, he was just showing me where the, the media box was and uh, uh, it's what can you say? It's it's uh, just terrible, terrible news.
3: Yeah, uh, it was a huge shock uh, to see it, and you know, it was just a sense of disbelief that yeah. you know, we li- we had been dealing with them just hours earlier and just not with us anymore. Mm. Um, and on the back of such a fairy tale story for Wanderers, uh, it's just very, very unfortunate, tragic. And yeah, thoughts go out to his his wife, Leila.
1: Well, the club obviously uh, paid tribute to Rod in the. Uh, in the aftermath, but uh, obviously they've, they've now got to focus on uh, trying, to, trying to win the whole competition and to mm-hmm. win the championship as well as the, uh, the Premier's plate. Michael Beach and obviously spoke for all the players as, as Skippy yesterday where he talked about um, you know, the shock that they'd all had. Uh, obviously the last time they saw uh, Rod was on Friday and then he was prepar- on Saturday and then he was preparing them for the media. Round the media this week, so uh, it, obviously everybody at the club is, uh, is dealing with this. So uh, it's probably in 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 a way a, a good thing that they've got this weekend off, so mm. it <laughs> allows them to come to terms with it. I know there's a memorial service on Monday, I believe, yeah. at the SCG. Um, but yeah, you know, it's times like this where for for all the everything that we do, you know, this sort of puts everything into perspective, really.
2: Yeah, I think that's been the um, the sort of the colour of the the, the comments. Uh, particularly those who worked with him closely over the last few years at the Olympics and, and at the Herald and News Limited. Uh, uh, I think Kevin and I were just talking about that on the way home, actually, that you know, it's, it, it does put it all into perspective. Mm. Um, that it, you know, it's, What we do is not <laughs> that important, really.
1: All right. Uh, overnight, news of Liverpool's uh, mm. tour to Asia. One of, uh, it's been rumoured, obviously, for, for a long time. Uh, now confirmed that Liverpool will play Melbourne Victory, at the MCG on July the 24th, first time that Liverpool have, have ever played in Australia, which I sort was of yeah. surprised by. But, uh, yeah. you know, We know from our, uh, from our website and from the research that we do with our readers that Liverpool are the, I think it was closer than it was ever been last year, but still the number one supported club um, by our readers in terms of Premier League clubs. Mm. So, uh, it's going to be a big week, that.
2: Yeah. It's going to be huge. You'll yeah. never walk alone at the MCG. I think you were tweeting about yeah. that today. What a what a feeling that's going to be, and, and what a week for Ange
3: as well. Is it still 100,000 capacity at the MCG? Yeah. That's going to be some experience. Mm. That's just going to be phenomenal. 80,000 singing You'll Never Walk Alone. Probably an extra 10,000 Victory fans just yeah. singing because they can. Uh, yeah, that's going to be something special. Uh, if you're a football fan, regardless of mm. your persuasion, you can't afford to miss that. And I'm sure, sure they can fill it with Liverpool fans anyway.
2: Yeah, New Zealand and Asia. I mean, they're huge in Asia. They're probably bigger than Man United in Asia. So uh, they've got an Asian tour, and I'm sure there'll be people coming over from. from they're there playing as in well.
1: Indonesia, Australia, and Thailand. So yeah, um, yeah so three game tour. Uh, yeah, it'll be a massive week with Man United versus the All-Stars on the Saturday and then this game on the Wednesday. It'll be right bang in the middle of uh, State of Origin and the British Lions tour. Yeah. It's a nice though the other coaches <laughs> won't get it all their own way. It'll be interesting if
2: they, they shoot another uh, uh, series of being Liverpool, whether or not they shoot shoot down under You know, um, as mm. part of the show. It'll be interesting to see.
1: For Liverpool fans and non-Liverpool fans, I tweeted, uh, there's a quiz on The Guardian which is absolutely brilliant. Where you've got a series of quotes and you have to guess who said them. Was it Brendan Rodgers or David Brent?
4: <laughs> and it's hilarious.
1: So go, go to the Guardian website, take the quiz, see how many <laughs> you get. It's fantastic. Um, all right, Heskey. Emil Heskey has announced that he's staying at the Jets for another year. Um, has that been
3: officially announced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's
1: on our website That So I I it so no, must be true. Uh,
3: <laughs> nothing but the truth on there, mate. Uh, no, he confirmed it. It's uh, the uh, the awards night last night. Where was that held? Newcastle. In Merryweather. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, it was Merryweather right. Surf House, wasn't it? Um, our favourite spot for lunch. Uh, but yes, he's uh, just finishing off the paperwork, but it's all signed, sealed, and pretty much delivered. Uh, but question is, will Gary Van Egmond be there? In well, charge?
1: exactly. So, oh. reading from our script. That's what I put here. I mean, I was reading. Uh, the local press up there were, were pretty scathing in their, their summary of the season. There's
3: there's a bit of history behind that, though, yes, because yeah. the, the, the Heralds have yes. been uh, outsiders. Uh, yeah, through the Tinkler, with the through the Sports. Group, uh, yeah. yeah, so you, you got to read that with a, a little bit of pinch of salt. Mm. But by the same token... Much of what he was saying was correct. You know, there are KPIs that uh, you've got to say GVE has failed to, to meet.
1: Well, three seasons without finals football. Uh, they were pointing to the, the lack of local talent, That you know, Nathan Tinkler's vision was for a club for the Hunter, and Gavin Edmonds seems to have uh, pushed the local talent to the outer. It um, would be yeah. interesting
2: if uh, Heskey has a word to his old manager, Martin O'Neill, about
3: life in Australia.
1: Oh, good Lord, good Lord, no.
3: Yeah, you would love that, wouldn't you? No. no.
1: <laughs> this, they haven't got a big enough budget for Brian <laughs> O'Neill. <laughs> uh, Brian Dean might make a comeback. Martin O'Neill comes back. That's, that's his sort of players. Mm. Over the hill, overpaid, underperforming. Stats getting and fans. Celtic
3: yeah. fans would disagree. Still, though. yeah,
1: that's but that a was a long time, time ago, ago. Yeah, yeah that's a long time ago. ago. Yeah. I think the Guardian still summed it up maybe. with
3: saying that he hasn't
2: moved with nah. the times. Um, nah. He's 61 now as well. I didn't realize he was what? that old, Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Seriously? Yeah. Gosh,
2: there we go. Yeah, um, um, yeah, you're right though. It will uh, GVE be there next season? That's, Troy Palmer that's the
3: question. also last night insisted that he will be staying. Um, but whether or not that counts as the, the board's vote of confidence uh, in which case he should be packing his bag already uh, or if it is actually a, a just a, a genuine state of affairs when we met him at training he was in a very brilliant gregarious happy mm. mood uh, didn't seem to be forced uh, seemed very relaxed uh, yeah, asked us
2: lots <laughs> of questions about the other clubs and you yeah. know what was going on it was quite interesting despite the big
3: match coming up yeah. you know, the next night um, but no, he seemed very confident in himself. Uh, but I think, you know, th- there's always been this underlying suggestion that uh, he wants to get back into working with youth again. And uh, if the Jets uh, gig was taken away from him, he, he's got something else lined up in that department. Mm. Uh, so that could be why he's not really that bothered uh, whether he stays or goes. I'm sure he'd love to stay nevertheless there. Uh, but yeah, I, it's hard to, to disagree with those people that say that, you know, as time's up. Um, he's had a good crack this season. He had the chance to bring in all his own players, uh, and he did so. And you know, still eighth in the league. No finals football again. Mm. And uh, I think a very confused message amongst uh, the players and what he's looking for and what he expects. Mm. And uh, I, I think also the loss of Joby Wilshouse.
2: I think hurt them as well. I think he. I think he was a great player.
3: Yeah, but I think they were in decline already before he left. Uh, you know, I think you know there was a a, a lot of poor man management going on there uh, to allow him to go um, and to put players offside that you know had a lot to offer the club and stuff like that. There's well, questions to be asked of JVE. Uh, he's a he's a really nice bloke and I have a lot of time for him yeah. uh, without any doubt whatsoever. And I think there's a lot of uh, interesting knowledge and insight he can offer. Uh, but I'm just. And I think they have built
2: the base there. I think I'm just going to put two names out there: Phil Stubbins and Arthur Pampas. Those are two names. I'll mm. it out there. If it happens at
1: all. Okay. Uh, Graham Arnold, staying with coaches, uh, claimed that he didn't watch Western City game. <laughs> yeah. He was watching the rugby league. Just like he doesn't read the press. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hello, does, does
1: anyone believe him? I <laughs> I I stopped believing him years ago. Seriously? Yeah.
3: Oh, I would never have guessed that.
1: <laughs> no. Um, Bit of mind games. I love a job of mind games in football. Well, he tried
2: his mind games on Popper the week before they played them, where he, he, you know, he basically disrespected them in a press conference, saying that uh, you know, they've got to come here and beat us. and
3: yeah, bring it on. And basically.
2: it didn't, didn't work. So yeah. um, the Rugby League, oh, who knows? He, only he knows. We know who he supports.
3: I think rugby. it's manly.
2: I think as it'd as be it. manly Seagulls. Yeah. I would, because I think a few years ago I vaguely remember him doing a little bit of coaching down there. So really? yeah, yeah, Practicing, showing them how to kick. Uh, what, what's it called when you kick into the goal in the rugby league? Uh, conversion, conversion, Penalties. or something like that. Penalties. Yeah. yeah.
1: There you go. Place kicking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of. I think he went down there with Robbie's Oh
1: S- yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. As I remember that, yeah. No, yeah.
2: I do remember that. Yeah. That's one from the past. So I think he, um, whether or not he watched the game, and I had it. He's very poor at mind games, I think, because no one believes him.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's all good fun, you know. It, it is a bit it, of a laugh, it though. it was a good, was a good headline, headline on the website. And it gave us uh, plenty of hits, so I'm not arguing with it in the slightest. It could have been the Disney Channel for all I care.
1: Excellent. Uh, buyers beginning to show interest in Western Sydney Wanderers, it says here.
3: Yeah, it, it's, um, that was Australian Financial Review came up with that story, John Stensel. Very interesting that uh, they're putting a 20 million price tag on a club that has had its best season, still made a million dollar loss, and I can't see any way that that would be improved, to be honest. Uh, Because they've got very good sponsors in NRMA insurance, Uh, they've been well supported by the community, plenty of season ticket sales, plenty of members turning up on a regular basis, very low wage bill. Uh, one marquee, but not an astronomical wage. I can't see how you can improve on that million-dollar loss. And to put that $20 million price tag on it is, I think, a little bit optimistic under the circumstances.
2: I hear a to talk it down, but I, th- I think that that loss that you're talking about, that million-dollar loss, I mean, I think most businesses, I mean, I'm not a business expert, but most businesses in that first year or two are recouping some of the initial costs. So I think over time, with increased memberships and increased sponsorships, they can they can start to, to perhaps turn a, a, a small profit.
1: Where do you stand on selling something for a profit that was funded? The start was funded by government money.
3: It was it's money that was given to the FFA to create this team and create something for the community. Uh, don't which, you pay which that money back? Oh. But.
1: So, if you, see, like say, so if, you, if you say that the, the, local, the government, the state government, was effectively like a, a, a startup investor,
3: but it wasn't investor, it was a, a grant.
4: It wasn't an investment. It That's wasn't just, saying just it, it
3: wasn't saying we're taking ten percent in this uh, business because ostensibly as well they would then be held responsible for ten percent of the losses or whatever further on down the line. Yeah. They, they gave a grant to the FFA to bolster soc- soccer in that sector of Sydney, uh, not necessarily directly for the club, but in general terms to improve soccer. Western Sydney Wanderers were a key part of that, obviously. Uh, and if the FFA can then sen- sell that for a substantial profit then that money is going to be put back into football, not necessarily directly into that Mm. community, but certainly within Australia. So Australia still benefits. And Western Sydney still benefits because they will have a a team with another external owner who presumably is going to look after his investment and nurture it
1: there Will be plenty of people in Parramatta that uh, won't want the season to end, given how the yeah. Parramatta Eels have started the NRL season. have uh, they haven't started. I t- well, think they? they started badly. I got top fifty 0 by the Roosters. Yeah.
2: And what sort of crowds are they pulling? Oh, not
1: many. Less that, than that, the Wanderers. There yeah. you go. Um, final point in the news. Round up with just a quick, uh, just a quick dash around the world. Uh, Aussies abroad. Kurt is good. Made his first uh, matchday appearance for Newcastle. Uh, he was an unused substitute, but the first time he made the squad, um, following his return from his uh, lone stint with Bradford. Um, Brett Holman missed the Villa game, uh, as did Chris Herb, both injured. Worrying trend here was, was how many Socceroos that played in Australia when they're not part of their yeah. team squads or yep. uh, unused subs yeah. or just not in the matchday squad when they returned. Um, that's that's a bit of a concern. Uh, Millie Ennack was not one of those. Played the full ninety minutes in midfield uh, for Palace, but they got absolutely tonked by Birmingham City, which is a big hope for their, big blow for their automatic promotion hopes.
3: Any ungoals goals in that by
1: Millie? That uh, not, not no, not that I know yeah, of. Good. good. Uh, Reece Williams was absent from the Middlesbrough matchday squad. Scott McDonald played a full game. Scott uh, McDonald, did not In an attacking man? midfield role. Really? Uh, but it wasn't wasn't enough. Borough made it 11 losses in their past 14 games.
3: It's just gone so badly Chocolate downhill the end of this of the season. season.
1: Yeah. Shane Lowry played a full game in the centre defence for Millwall. Um, somebody that you'd have to say must be knocking on Socceroos squad.
3: Is he 35? No. No, he's not. <laughs> no chance whatsoever.
1: <laughs> uh, Massimo on uh, online at Swindon from Tottenham with big wraps, young midfield player, mm. uh, made his debut. Uh, Tom Rogic was left on the bench as Celtic conceded late to draw 1-1 with St Mirren.
3: Played overnight, actually, in the under-20s and scored, I think, for yeah, Celtic.
1: He did, yeah, uh, Robbie Cruz played a full 90 minutes as Fortuna Düsseldorf lost 4-1 at home to Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Tommy Orr was a 55th minute substitute for Utrecht as they won 2-1. Uh, Michael Zullo was returned from injury, but was only on the bench. I think off, and Sorotos is still missing with a long-term knee injury. James Holland returned to play a full game in midfield uh, with a one-one draw uh, against second-place Red Bull Salzburg. Any successful
3: um, passes in that much from him?
1: Yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah, <laughs> good. Luke <laughs> uh, Wilkshire, unused substitute mm. for Dynamo Moscow.
2: Mm. That is a surprise. Uh, and, so, and Bresch also missed uh, with that knee injury. he Missed the ACL, uh, I think, last night.
3: Yeah, he's going to be. I'd imagine he's going to be struggling for a few yeah. weeks with. If it's medial, it was medial, mm. wasn't it?
2: I'm not sure, but it's, uh, it it's didn't look good. Could be the end of the season for him. But they've only got about four or five games to go in the in the Qatar League. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, also in Qatar, Sasho played a full game um, as his team beat Qatar SC three one. Well, Mats Branovich started, not promising this, but was withdrawn at half-time as Al-Arabi were thumped 4-1. Bye. By? By Leque. At least I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> uh, and in the Indian I-League, Tolgay Osberg, remember him? Newca-
2: former Newcastle Jet. Found the was back it? of the net.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Found the back of the net in Mohan... Bagan's 2-2 draw with Shillong He is a bit of a gun I'm really enjoying this he's, he's totally, is there a team called
3: Bengal Tigers there? there obviously, is there is oh, ben, yeah. Yeah. yeah he is a gun over in India and uh, has been banging them in for a couple of seasons now and a huge cult hero over there Kev too. you
2: could bang them in in the Indian Premier League couldn't you? I'd like to I think you could yeah. I've seen your style you could do it
1: a bit
2: up for his hat, though. Yeah. Um, Who well, so else? I think um, Sean Rooney is playing over there as well. Uh, former Sydney FC striker.
3: Really? Playing in, in India. There's a few interesting people. And Arthur Pappas, of course, over there. Talking of uh, former Sydney players, Brendan Gann is now a TV presenter. For
1: us. For us. A four for 2 performance. Yes. Um, I didn't realise that. In Malaysia. I yeah. happened
3: to stumble across his Wikipedia, his yeah, yeah. Twitch He's yeah. not bad, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very good. Still got the long neck there. Yeah, yeah. Bit, bit He's come a
2: long way from Sutherland, hasn't he? Yeah, Jacko. Yeah. Yeah, Sutherland
3: well, boy. You know,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, that's it for part two. We'll be back in the final part of this week's 442 Insider Podcast to preview the two elimination finals that kick off this weekend. Four go in, only two will remain.
3: Buying a car is a big commitment. You need to make sure you have the right car at the right price before you sign on the dotted line. So the best thing to do before you buy a car is log on to the Behind the Wheel website. At BehindTheWheel.com.au, you'll find dozens of unbiased and independent new car reviews. Browse by different manufacturers and find exactly what's right for you. While you're at BehindTheWheel.com.au, check out the latest car industry news, read motorcycle reviews and news, and pick up some handy road safety tips to... Don't sign anything
4: until you visit BehindTheWheel.com.au. The April issue of 442 is on sale now, where we talk to the sharpshooters. Archie Thompson, Daniel McBreen, and Spanish sensation Michu. We interview Vince Grella about retirement before he returns to Italy. Speaking of which, can Mario Balotelli help AC Milan back to the promised land? Plus, German great Michael Ballack answers your questions. All this and plenty more in this month's 442. On sale at your local newsagent, at the App Store, or on Zinio. Back to 442
0: Insider.
1: Hello, welcome back to the final part of this week's 442 Insider podcast, and we hurtle headlong into finals football. Only two games, though, so it's going to be a quick final part. Probably the just... elimination finals, for him, two out, two go on. Melbourne Victory host, Perth Glory at Etihad on Friday. Mm-hmm. How do you see it going?
3: It's a good clash. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think Victory will probably stroll to... To victory, as the saying goes, uh, which is a bit disappointing, but I can't see them getting past. I uh, can't see Perth Glory uh, managing to hold victory back, it's too much on the line. And very good at Ging up his, his boys. Uh, he was saying that he's, he's a bit concerned that they're going into this match with a lack of momentum, um, and I think you know he's already working that's part of the mind games, he's already going to be playing with his own players. Uh, to try and G them up. Perth Glory are saying they are going in with momentum, and while they've turned the season around, I don't think that it's a winning momentum. It's, it's It was enough to get them into the finals, and I think this is where their season's going to end. Shane honest.
1: Smelt should return for glory, by all accounts. Who's um, that? Yeah, uh, that was the. Uh, His
3: face was mince.
1: They showed him at the stadium on. Um, Oh, on really? Saturday night and he's got you know mm-hmm. stitches there but they've said that he they were saying that if they qualify the likelihood is, is that he will play with a Point. S- with a cushion and a bandage on it
3: That, that all it, the swelling gone down and everything yeah I mean
1: yeah. The, the cuts there on his forehead yeah but, not, but I mean his eyes were Oh yeah. No, but, shut. No, that, that is gone. a melon that's been
2: kicked around this last drop <laughs> yeah, <thing. it's laughs> not, I
3: mean
1: good. You know, he's a good 12 months. it's karma. It's,
3: is it, it karma it, for it, the Neil it's Young? Karma for the Neil Young thing. It's it's payback. He's getting put suffering three times over. Yeah, he's got another one still to come.
2: And also, uh, victory could be possibly without Rojas. Um, he came off uh, in Wellington with an injury. Uh, looked a little bit distressed. Um, so that's a, that's a possibility. But I think you know this is like a grand final fringe, and you know he's a master of grand finals and. Uh, victory at home. I think statistically, very few teams lose home grand fi- uh, lose home finals, so um, it's hard to tip uh, anyone but victory here. And
1: for Alistair Edwards, um, big challenge. You know, he's obviously gone in, turned Perth season around. If he wants to prove his credentials, this is a great time to do it against the uh, to be, two-time championship-winning coach.
3: To be fair, I think he's already proved his credentials, and anything now is a bonus. Uh, but he'll
1: relish this because yeah. there's nothing to lose for him oh
3: absolutely yeah and he'll
1: relish going out there and say right ok let's spend all week, right, this is how we're going to stop and play yeah. and the the way that he will have glory playing and wants to play will be set up to counter what Victor do because he'll yeah. play 4-3-3 three, three, he'll play high 7-11 and 11, he'll try and stop him getting out first line defence will be his strikers
3: he just, rolls off, he just rolls off the tongue, yeah. of high, doesn't it? Nagai
2: in good form as well. Smelts is always look. Don't don't rule out an upset here, but I just think victory at home with that crowd behind them—it's very hard to, to to not. And with Ange on the bench, it's very hard to, to not back them. But. Um, it'll be a fascinating game. Really, really looking forward to this one, more so than probably the Adelaide-Brisbane game. Yeah,
3: I just think how good path would have been with Andrew on this team, though, with Ali Edwards in charge. What a cracking player. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's Plus why he's in Cyprus. Legend, legend of all times. What Larry.
1: is it, Cyprus? <laughs> <laughs> Desperately trying to get into his bank account. <laughs>
3: <laughs> crying. Just, that moved well Crying for him. into his pillow at night.
2: Um, really, I think this will be a really attractive game.
3: This time next year, this will be such a good clash. Uh, once Ali Edwards has had a bit more time to knock his team into shape, make a few key signings, uh, be an altogether different proposition. And I would put my money on Perth Glory this time next year. This time, Melbourne no Victory is going to take it
2: in. Okay, with Archie and Milligan. So um, even if Rojas is not there, I think it'll be a very entertaining 3 2 win for the home side.
1: Okay. Yeah. First taste of sudden death, finals yeah. as well. Kicks That's off something. on Friday. Looking forward to this. I think... I think that this might go to extra time. It's got that feeling. I think victory will get up, but I think it might be an extra time. Really?
3: Yeah. Uh, I think 2-1 in normal time. Okay. Victory.
1: And then on Sunday, Adelaide host Brisbane Roar at High Marsh. Now, this is a tough one to call. Mm. Which Adelaide team's going to turn up?
3: True. Uh, so, I The same could also be said for Brisbane Roar, though, uh, uh, to be honest. I mean, although they have improved their season dramatically, it's still not a consistent uh, winning side that uh, you would put any kind of money on. But I agree, it could go either way, to be honest. Mm. I personally feel that Adelaide United might just get through because they're at home. Mm. Uh, But having said that, I still think Brisbane Roar are going to be the better organised team of the two. Uh, so if anything's going to go to penalties, I reckon it could be this one.
2: Yeah, I think this could be one of those dour, tight games that goes all the way through to a penalty shootout. Yeah, I think it could be a 1-1 in extra time. Borussia scores from a penalty and wins it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I think I'll just tip Brisbane on this one.
3: I think I'm going to go for Brisbane as well. But, but uh, just, just.
2: It'll be okay. very, it's very hard. You're right, I mean, which Adelaide's going to turn up? I mean, you really don't don't know with Valcanis. I wish yeah. Val Canis will turn up.
3: But when you've got Baruch aside, side, you, you've got to really favour any side with Baruch in it. Yeah. Uh, he can and Royce as
2: well. And Lustica, I think, has been outstanding since he joined. We forget Lustiger was one of the Gold Coast uh, young players under Mulvey. So.
1: We're giving Adelaide a hard time all season, as their fans remind yeah. us when things Jeremy are well. Yeah, Jeremy Clark is just
2: given it to us. we we'll <laughs> never
3: back him. Why? I'm, I hardly ever speak to Adelaide as well. It's a funny thing. I've... I don't think anybody outside of Adelaide speaks to Adelaide. They They don't attract an awful lot of press beyond the advertiser. I mean, Val does a great job for them uh, just by doing something on them because if it wasn't for him, virtually they would be ignored almost entirely by the rest of the world. But it will be
2: interesting to see what sort of crowd they pull because they've definitely seen a drop-off in crowds this year. So this deserves to be a full house at Highmarsh.
3: Considering the ups and downs they've had, they're still pulling in... 9,300 as well. Uh, they're either just ahead or just behind the Mariners, so you know, it, it's a fairly respectable number uh, for the size, uh, and given the season they had last year, I think it's a pretty impressive effort.
1: Jack, are your thoughts? Um, yeah, tough one. It's just one of those games where you just think it could be nil nil, or it could be 3-0, or mm. Brisbane could click, and they could suddenly go okay let's turn it on and it could be 3-0 I've got no clue for the sake of the game I'm hoping it's going to be 3-0 and a ding dong do you think Arnie will be watching
3: these games or watching the rugby league Disney Channel
1: depends he's on yeah Yeah.
3: or Showtime he might be watching Um, Game of
1: Thrones <laughs> that could be a tweet. Everybody else to watch. That, it. Be, that could be a hashtag we need to start this weekend. What's Arnie watching now? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's on Arnie's TV <laughs> while these games go going on? You can go through all your channels. and Go. Oh, I reckon he's. I reckon he's definitely <laughs> watching Lifestyle Home. Um, I'm going to tip a high score and draw, and I'm going to tip this guys to penalties. Yeah. yeah, me too. And I'm going to tip Brisbane on penalties. Me too. All right. So we are. We are. Group predicting that victory and Brisbane will go through, which would mean that it would be Brisbane versus the Wanderers and the Mariners versus Victory in the second week of the finals, for the grand final.
3: Because The lowest-ranked
1: team to qualify plays the Wanderers and the highest-ranked team to qualify plays the Mariners.
3: Victory versus Mariners, that's an interesting clash. That... Would be worth paying money for. Well, you let's could, not let's not
1: debate it now because we've got next week's podcast. Yeah, to do that. but that's
3: that's quite an enticing prospect. Yeah.
1: Oh God. Oh, I mean, as, as would Wanderers Brisbane. I think you know. Uh, yeah. New, yeah. Or Wanderers Adelaide. I think it's going to be a uh, intriguing. But what will be interesting will be to see the, the changing mindset of both players and coaches, knowing that there's no second chances. This is it. You know, it's, yeah. it's win or go home. It, it yeah. can go one or two ways. You know. You, as we, we saw with the golden goal, hmm. you know, sort of experiment, which was designed to stop games petering out into draws and going, set teams settling for penalties.
3: But, instead, but in
1: actual fact, it just made teams just even more, yeah. yeah.
3: more cautious, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, because like, they didn't want to lose it on a golden goal. So we'll yeah. see. But some mouth-watering football in prospects. If you are in Melbourne or Adelaide, get yourself to the ground make an impact uh, make some noise and for the rest of us we will uh, be watching on TV so enjoy your football five um, games
3: left of the season I
1: know um, also as you can set your watch by it, as there's torrential rain in Sydney this week, uh, this week forecast for the rest of the week uh, the grassroots seasons kick off this weekend in a lot of states so mm. uh, if you're playing football get onto our website 442performance there is still time to improve Mm. for the weekend
3: so and speaking of
2: what you get get the new issue of uh, 442 which is still on the stands obviously Daniel McBreen the golden goal winner Flat for the Dan season
3: of it. yeah, yeah. yeah. We we
2: to him. Archie yeah. Thompson Archie Thompson striker special we speak to Michoud as well the Swansea sensation it's a great issue so it's on the and stands and Mario Balotelli yeah
1: we look Mario. at the
2: we look at the career of Mario Balotelli um, so yeah it's on the stands right now
1: alright that's it thanks boys Enjoy football. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us.
0: 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.